Welcome to Spotlight, hosted by me, Alexis Bloomer. Most of you know me as a journalist or an author, but here, I'm just like you. I'm a girl who's going through a lot of the same things you are, and I'm ready to open up about topics and issues that us women think about daily. By coming into the light and opening up about my experiences, I hope to uplift and inspire you to see the light within yourself. Each week, I'll answer questions from real women and challenge you to start living your best life. Keep in mind, this is all my opinions and you are always encouraged to form your own as we go. But before we turn on the spotlight, you have to repeat after me. I am powerful. I am smart. I am beautiful and I am open to new challenges. Now, it's time for some girl talk. There once was a man who came from humble beginnings. He was always extremely creative, but during that time, it was outrageous to think outside of the box. He wanted to be a cartoonist, and at that time, it was not a huge market. He had several jobs and began to fall in love with the camera as well. After some success, he started his own animation business. His laughograms were played at the local theater, and he ended up hiring more employees as time went on. However, a few years later, he was forced to declare bankruptcy. His brother and himself pulled their money and moved to Hollywood. He created cartoons called Oswald and the Lucky Rabbit, and he sold the short films for $1,500 a piece. Later, he found out that the distributor he used stole the rights to that cartoon, so again, he had to start over. He decided to start over and create a new character that was a mouse. He was the voice of the mouse on screen as well, and it received international success. Despite other setbacks, he was determined to create a place where everyone could feel as happy as he did when he was creating his cartoons. In 1955, he opened his $17 million park called Disneyland. The reason I'm telling you this story is because recently I watched his documentary and I was amazed at how progressive he was. His ideas and his movie concepts were way before his time and although he battled bankruptcy, his wife and him had miscarriages and he had no education, he trusted his spark and it gave him a kingdom. So today, most of us have seen his movies, or been to his theme park, but several of us don't know how many people thought his ideas were bizarre, or they would never work. They doubted him, and yet he held on to his magic, and he's responsible for bringing joy to so many people simply because he held on to his spark. So today, we're going to talk about protecting your magic, and not letting the doubters steal your spark. Basically, we're going to talk about how to deal with haters. I'll admit, I was different growing up. I mean, most of my peers were coming to school in athletic shorts, and I was wearing pink fur sweaters in fifth grade. I was that girl. Then in high school, I was the girl that wore heels every day, and I would go to television sets all night and come in the next day with makeup still in my eyes from the night before. So side note, that's when I realized that solid black eyeshadow before the blending days was not attractive to the guys in my small town. But I didn't care. I mean, I guess I can't say that I completely didn't care because it did hurt when I didn't fit in, but my ideas and plans were always so much bigger than my small town. And a lot of people just didn't understand that. In fact, I think that most of them didn't believe me when I told them about my aspirations. And despite the misunderstanding from my peers and always being that girl, I was always nice to people. I mean, I prided myself in including everyone. I wanted everyone to feel like a someone. Of course, in high school there were cliques, but I was the girl that wanted to be in every clique. And I always say that to this day, I don't have anyone from high school that I still talk to, and then, but I do know that most of my classmates still hang out and still talk. And I mean, I have flaws, so I'm not gonna say that I was meant to get along with everyone. Still to this day, I don't always fit in, I guess. 
But my senior year, I ended up winning Homecoming Queen, Class Favorite, Miss SHS, all the awards that were voted on by my fellow seniors. I'm not saying that to brag, but I'll never forget that one of the shy girls in my class said it was because I was always nice to everyone. I was the head cheerleader, and she said I had every opportunity to be rude to people, but she said I was always happy and I was always nice. And that's when I realized that my heart was my spark. I mean, I love meeting new people and including everyone. My magic is that I can walk into a room and make everyone feel included. I mean, Sage always laughs at me because I acknowledge everyone and I'm not afraid to introduce myself or to ask someone to sit with a group of girls I'm with. I mean, I knew that I needed to find a career that would inspire others and I would use my talent to impress others. And I would not be that girl that used my ability to belittle others to get ahead because that's just not who I was. And still to this day, people misjudge my kindness for weakness. In the back of my head, I know their judgment of me will not determine my worth. I mean, I determine my own worth and starting today, so do you. Everyone has their own magic. So right now I bet you're trying to figure out what your magic is, right? What's your spark? Before you feel down because you don't think you have any spark, let me tell you that by being you, you have your own spark. How amazing is that? You're magical just by being yourself. You can be as mild or as extra as you want and it still makes you wonderful. So what's something that people have told you for years that you need to change? Maybe it's because you're too quiet spoken. Well, guess what? That's your magic. And someday your spark will open so many doors for you if you allow it to. So don't be afraid of what the world will think about it. The world will always think small and continue cautiously because it's safe. But notice, Forbes never features the people that sat at home and didn't chase their dreams. So now is the time. Chase your dreams and don't be afraid of what others think. Haters will hold you back your entire life if you let them. And you have way too much magic to let that happen. So you might say, well, Alexis, I feel bad talking about my promotion because my best friend is still looking for a job. Or I feel bad for my coworker because I ended up with a raise. Or I feel bad for my sister because she just got dumped and I got engaged. Stop right there. Never apologize for your advancements in life. Learn to clap for yourself. You don't have to brag about what you're doing, but don't be afraid to tell someone when they ask you if your life is going good. You worked hard for that girl, and this is your moment. And you know, I always look at life in the perspective that I work my hardest and I can accomplish anything. However, most people around you will have the survival mentality. They'll want to get by, but being the overachiever you are, I don't want you to survive. I want you to thrive in your life in every aspect. You know, when I started to accomplish things, I watched as those around me started to dwindle off. I would notice my friends that talked about getting cheated on would get more likes on Facebook and more comments than me talking about releasing a book about preventing childhood bullying. I mean, it used to bother me and somewhat it kind of still does to a certain extent. But to me, I realized that it's so much easier to talk or cheer for or relate to the underdog. People are uncomfortable with success. I mean, they're uncomfortable with dreamers. And that's why it's so lonely at the top because it takes guts to be the person that's all in because there's a chance for failure. But most of the world cannot deal with failure. But for us, we see it as one step closer to our calling. Big thinkers will never be able to relate to people that only want to think average. I really want you to remember that because if that's you right now, I don't want you to feel like you're not normal because you're thinking outside the box. That's your magic. And if your circle is not the people that's cheering the loudest for you, then it's time to grab a pencil and draw a circle around yourself. 
I mean, you're going to be your biggest cheerleader. And to be successful, it often takes a lot of a, a large, large amount of self-love because no matter how hard you work and how much you achieve, there will still be people saying that you're not enough. Well, newsflash, you're enough. Their inability to see your power is just a lack of judgment on their part. And it does not reflect how awesome you are. And you are awesome, girl. And in case no one has told you recently, I am so proud of you. I don't care if you aced a test or became the first female CEO of your company. Your spark is so bright and I am so, so proud of you. Hold on to that. That's something to celebrate. And I know that haters usually are the people that are on the outside looking in. But I also want to warn you about being a hater to yourself. The way you talk to yourself in your head is more powerful than anything else in the world. So no more putting yourself down, whether it's out loud or to yourself. There's a healthy medium between challenging yourself and belittling yourself. So start talking to yourself like you want the world to talk about you. I mean, for a while, you might be the only person saying that you're awesome, but after a while, your spark will start to attract other individuals that will celebrate your magic. And I want to warn you though, they won't always be like you. They can be completely opposite of you. But if they believe in you and they encourage you, they are worth having around. Being an alpha female does not always mean that you run with alpha females. I mean, there are queen bees and there are worker bees. And it takes both kinds of people to make the world work. So just because you're a queen bee, it doesn't mean that your best friend should also be a queen bee. And oftentimes, those types of personalities clash. But I do want to say that who you run with, you should be comfortable with. Don't surround yourself with people that you view as less important than yourself because you can be a queen and still treat everybody else like royalty. That's what makes a queen. Queens often take on the haters more than the worker bees because once again, people are comfortable with those who think in the same capacity that they do. Like I said, it takes all types of people to make the world work and often people hate what they don't understand. So you have to keep your personal hater quiet inside because you don't have time for that. There will be other obstacles, so you can't be putting yourself down as well. In my opinion, haters are lonely people. Because to me, if you're hating on someone, not only are you not using your time wisely, but you're also using your energy to single someone else out. To me, I mean, I feel like you're trying to make someone else feel as lonely as you do. And if that's you, I want to encourage you to stop trying to make others feel like you do. You are capable of so much if you stop talking about others and focus on making yourself better. I mean, you have the potential to be a queen. We all do. So stop thinking like a bee. One of the reasons that haters are attracted to the girls with spark is because they will see people showing them attention. But what they don't know is that most of the time those people don't know you for who you truly are. So you're surrounded by people that are pretty much strangers. And it's great to be surrounded by people but will those people be there when you're not at the top? And what I mean by this is that there are also silent haters. And they're the people that want to be around you to feed off your magic. But the second you mess up or fail or do something wrong, they all disappear. I mean, think about this. Notice when you're winning, everyone loves you. Everyone wants to be around you. But when you're in a slump, the crowd is silent. That's why again, it's so important to be your biggest fan. Silent haters won't be there for the practice or the setbacks or the rough days, but they're always going to be there when the picture's taken. I mean, it's a sad truth, but most people would rather be included even if they don't like the person because they don't want to appear like they're jealous, even if they are. 
I mean, that's so crazy to me because it all stems back to caring what people think. And the second you stop listening to all the noise, you can hear your inner warrior and that's who you should believe and that's who you should be listening to. I'll admit, to a certain extent, we all care what people think, but we cannot let their thoughts dictate how magic we are. So start believing yourself more than you believe the haters because there will always be new haters, constantly. But at the end of the day, the one constant in the equation is you, girl. And if they have enough time to bash you and care about what's going on in your life, they're already a fan. And if it's someone that you're close to that's your biggest critic, you can try to talk to them or you can distance yourself. For your well-being and to keep your spark alive, you have to do what's best for you. So no more apologizing for your spark. It has the potential to elevate your life in ways that you never imagined were possible. Your quirk is what's gonna set you apart. And I know that the tough girls will say that the haters motivate them, but honestly, if they're acknowledging them at all, they are still giving them too much power. It's hard to ignore them, but it's so much harder to remain average if you're meant to be great. I mean, sometimes we just have to be like Disney and create a revolution to get people to finally believe in what we're doing. And they might not understand, but it takes one person to believe. So now look in the mirror because she's cheering for you and she wants you to win. So do I. The topic of haters was very popular on Instagram. So I'm always want to encourage you guys to ask your questions. And if I don't answer something, feel free to reach out. I try to get to everybody as much as possible. Um, Amy asked, what do you do if you have haters in the workplace? Well, they'll always be there because they're direct competition. I mean, I see it in my industry a lot because journalists are very competitive by nature, but my best advice is just to keep your head down and keep working because your boss or your superior will notice them wasting their time gossiping and putting you down eventually. And until then, you just have to keep working hard because at the end of the day, the reason you're doing so well is probably because you're focusing more on yourself and improving and doing great at work. You can be nice to them, but when they approach you or try to play mind games, just tell them that during work hours, you're focused on the task at hand and you don't have time to chat. I mean, I think that should shut them down pretty quick. So just be strong when they approach you and walk tall through the office because if you're getting promotions and doing well, you should be proud of yourself. Sheila asked, what do you do if your best friend is hating on every aspect of your life that is good? Well, to me, it doesn't sound like she's a very good best friend. And if she is, just talk to her and explain that her feedback is putting a strain on your friendship. At least that's what I would do. I mean, there's a fine line in a friendship and I'm all for when my friends tell me that I need to do something that can help me. But if they're putting me down, they have to go. I mean, we have enough stress in our life to worry about and we shouldn't worry about our closest friends not liking us because we're happy. You deserve to be happy. So do they. Just explain it to them and talk to them and see what happens. Mary J asked, what do you do if you have haters at school? Whew. Um, it's so much harder to take the high road when you're younger. But my best advice is just to keep being yourself and ignore what they say about you. High school is only four years. And when you graduate, I promise you that you're not even going to remember what they said to you. Mean is not pretty. And it's hard now, but the way you act now will set you up for the rest of your life. So just be strong and don't let them steal your spark. Keep doing you, because they can't change that if you don't let them. Like I said, of course, feel free to write me at any time. I try to reply to everyone, like I said. Um, I know it's hard sometimes, but I do want you to know that I'm always a fan of you. So if you need me or need to ask me something, I'm here. And today's quote comes from one of Walt Disney's first movies, Snow White. And it says, remember, you're the one who can fill the world with sunshine. 
The world needs your spark, girl, so you have the power to use your magic to go change the world. No matter what they say, your spark matters, and your magic is contagious. I believe in you, and I never want you to dull your sparkle for anyone.